No matter what we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. self-imposed vacation, vacation, hiatus, graduate. It was a lot going on Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the world and personally, professionally, a lot of, you know, good things happening. But Stereo Bros podcast, Sophista Ratchet side, I'm here with uh, two lovely co-hosts. Introduce yourselves. It's Jazzy and Hetz Shepsuit. And, uh... I think we can just, you know, jump right into it. Yeah, we it's got a long list. June. <laughs> it's summer. Word. It's a lot it's that's happening. It's, 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 it's hot out here. It's hot out here. It's hot out here in these streets. It definitely is. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, go me. <laughs> you lit. Um, go me. <laughs> there's a lot of, you know, rap politics, a lot of rap entertainment type things happening. And I used to think of rap as like different segments. You had like the woke rap, you had the gangster rap, mm-hmm. you had the pop rap, which was, you know, broad appeal. You had the boom bap. You had the stuck in the previous <laughs> era, you know, type of rappers. But everybody had a lane and I think there was different platforms. Music was more regional, et cetera, et cetera. But I think there was some type of morality, ethical code to the people that were actually in the industry. You know, whether it was ratchet or not, people were accountable because you could be seen on the street and things would happen. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I think the there's still some great journalists out there, still some great podcasts, some platforms and some content that are informative and can be transformative. But the vast majority of the stuff I see are, you know, super niggery, like people <laughs> people asking, you know, men of color a bunch of jail questions about why'd you go to jail and almost trying right. to feed into this narrative of, you know, one of three of us in, in, in jail. Yeah. Then you got the ones that incite beef between any rappers named Lil's. <laughs> then you got the ones Yo, that stay on it. It's a lot going on. And then you got all these so-called two for two right so-called now. legends in the game and so-called people that care about the culture that are trying to demonize, you know, our youth by the same time profiting off of us. Right. Um and I say all this to say the XX Tentacion's rapper death, mm-hmm. you know. It was crazy to me, one, that this young guy was doing a lot in this community. You know, flaws aside, I think we all know he had his issues, you know, off the court, so to speak. But when it came to the music, you can't deny his talent. And you also can't say that he wasn't, you know, building things in this community, houses. He wanted to have charity events and his young man was killed, which is, you know, tragic. Rest in peace to that man. But I think for me, what compounded it was that people had their cameras out filming it for Mm -hmm. lights. And we tell you all the time, you know, people treat likes like currency, right? But people filming this young guy dead in this car or dying in this car. And that's like regular laypersons, right? So Mm -hmm. that's one level of crazy. But then when you got so-called major hip-hop platforms posting that same footage Mm -hmm. for a couple of advertising dollars, that's crazy. Like, that's culture vulturism to the... To yeah. the maximum, it's also super insensitive. But no then, respect. but then to add another layer to that, you got, you know, so-called legends in in broadcast radio, on alternative platforms, on broad 
broad stream platforms, mainstream platforms, saying that the young man was killed, he gets empathy and sympathy, and then you respond with, but he was no angel. Like, yeah. is, is this really what the what the game is? Yeah. Like, and then another rapper got killed, like, the, the same day, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy Wapo. Yeah, that's the name, yeah. And I'm just like, I never heard the guy music, but, you know, rest in peace to that guy. Rest in peace to, you know, any and everybody in America that was killed. We're not trying to minimize that, but I just think that to have small platforms, big platforms, and laypersons focus more on the optics of someone's death mm-hmm. versus, like, the tragedy behind it is crazy. But then the other thing, too, the other layer to that, the fourth layer, which makes it even more messed up, is that you got mad platforms that promote, like... It's like 10, 15 types of platforms where you type in a rapper name, you'll see, oh, rapper X beats with so-and-so. Right. So-and-so mm-hmm. asks so-and-so about so-and-so. So-and-so asks about the first time he tried lean. It's just like... Good point. Yeah. Like, for... If it was like a 22-year-old kid with, with that kind of platform, I would almost understand it because that's probably what he knows. But people in their 30s and 40s trying to monetize yeah. mm-hmm. their own in their community, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to be out here filming... Cats sitting on their stoop calling themselves a textbook gang or right. whatever. Right. I'm not going to try to monetize these young boys' pain. It's different than the textbook gang is trying to buy books or actually Word. trying to form a legit music group. But you're filming cats talking about a bunch of things that get them killed. And you yeah. also you also promoting that negativity. And you're 30, 40, 50 years old. Yeah. I got a problem with all of that. Yeah. So I know that was a bit of a rant. Yeah, but I, I mean, crazy. I think I think something to look at in this whole extension. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't get it, but his new video shows him viewing himself in his own funeral. Now I did not watch this whole thing, but I've seen the images, and that was enough for me. Yeah, to say that like you cannot put and manifest things into the universe that you don't want to happen. Now, I get it. Not everybody is, like, evolved in thinking, and you may have been through things that lead you down that path to think that you may suffer a tragic death, but the more you play into that, to actively film your death, like, to actively do that is just, it's like, you, 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 it was written. Like, you wrote it. Like you, you wanted this to happen. You told you told the universe what you saw for yourself and what you what you thought you deserved, and that's what you got. No, no offense, but I'm just saying, like yeah. R.I.P. But like we need to be more careful and concerned about what we consume and like the energy that we put out for ourselves, for others, for people around. Like that is something to like really take note of. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I wonder if, like, he recognized, let's say he was spiritually evolved, right? And he just, and he recognized that if he said it concretely, it would happen. So, like, would this make this a suicide? I was, I was, you know what I'm saying? I was, but that depends on your level of of consciousness. Exactly. (laughs) Because this, you said I want to die just because you didn't do it, just because someone else didn't do it, but I knew I could manifest manifest it, it. then I would. Come on now. I'm just, Come I, on see, now. I'm just saying I feel Come on now. I get it. I get it. I, I you know, we're, I, I choose to believe that spiritually we are all, every, the being that is us in the, caged in these shells is smarter than we could ever, our brain could cool. even, mm-hmm. Amanda. Mm-hmm. Amanda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
You know what you mean. Yeah, I know what I mean. I'm putting a shell in your bag. Right. Like you know. <laughs> oh, no. oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> no, but like, you know, the being in us, in our fleshly bodies, like it's smarter than anything we could ever recognize. Nice. Right. It's, and strong. it's our strongest our organ yeah. that we have. So what if XX Tentacion was logged in live and direct with his being right and his being was like nigga this right here is it mm-hmm. i need you to put this in the video mm-hmm. and i need you Maybe. to know well, he and he, he just he accepted he was a sacrifice exactly he thinks he's a sacrifice I think he, he said if i touch five million yes people, well he maybe he thought he would sacrifice himself yes erica that's oh he said that listen ooh. on the level of woke to you know, in, in Mars, you guys are about to land. <laughs> I'm still putting my sneakers on to get in the plane to Cape Canaveral. Me and Jazzy Ben got there. <laughs> we waiting on you. Like, right. what is going on? Why he can't never be on time, this guy? <laughs> I mean, y'all definitely raised some very interesting things. And that's why, I like, um, you know, the, the point about uh, people manifesting and almost perpetuating certain mm-hmm. things. That's why, like, I wrote, you know, years ago now about opioids and music mm-hmm. and and how, like, the hip-hop culture is the only one where I feel like it's sold to us at a premium, yeah. right? And even now, like, most of the major platforms aren't from any kind of struggle with respect to the hip-hop community, so they kind of pulling strings in what amounts to, like, a rap, a rap, like, soap opera, almost like the mm-hmm. WWE. Like, it's all play-play till it's not. yeah. It's all play-play until somebody breaks their leg or, or dies. But until then, it's all fun and games to keep, like, the minstrel show going. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's why, like, I be seeing a lot of these famous people in airports and seeing them out walking around. And then I compare the footage versus the, the person. And you can tell, like, the energy is a very unsure, mm-hmm. almost like a stranger in their own shell kind of walking around. If you ever just, like, take your headphones off, pick your head up, and walk around... Or even just standing and people watch, you can see signs that yo the world and the energy, it's, like yep, it's down here somewhere. There's a frequency, yep. Like people, yep. you know, people say heaven to hell. I happen to mm-hmm. think we we live in the hell. Yeah. Um. The, do you remember the energy in the city when Hillary Clinton lost the election? Yo, it was like you got on the train. It was like death. Yeah. It was like somebody died. Yeah. Yeah. So full, full uh, disclosure. I uh, I wasn't surprised that she lost. So I was kind of like laughing on the train. Mm. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> but you I can was see laughing that. on her pain. Okay. I mean, I'm Team uh, Bernard. Right, well, but well. uh, nah. But listen, it you know it, it just plays into again the fact that I struggle with and trying to grow a platform like this. Um, I could do things to make this grow tomorrow, like go viral, right? Just for yeah. the reach. Word. But then we wouldn't be different. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, we don't want to go viral. But the energy thing is real. Like, um, <laughs> Joe Button, you know, no, no secret I'm a Joe Button fan on this mm-hmm. podcast, said that a blogging feller um, okay. didn't understand the rules of uh, the street when it came to certain things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, this goes back to energy, the streets will tell you, we don't really want that for you. <laughs> yeah. that right. But if you push past this, you know. Then you're asking for yeah. it. So, and that's the thing, back to energy, right? Like, I've been places, and there's been times I'll get onto the train, and it's like a, 
is like mad people on the train, but they like I either see like an argument about to happen before it even happened, right. almost like that final yeah. destination right. test. Yeah. <laughs> And I would change train cars. Right. Or like I would just move away. Mm-hmm. Like a certain like a certain way. Like that dog who attacked Shorty on the train. Oh. I got on the train after it happened. <laughs> he hit the sh- he was like, you got on the train after After it was with my mom's and there was this pilgrim with a pit bull. And I always say, <laughs> if you scared, get a dog. <laughs> a lot of people moving into the neighborhood. They got dogs. They, they, got, they, dogs. they got dogs. <laughs> <laughs> So I was on a on a four train with, with a comforter and a pit bull. Yo, good night. So I'm telling my mom, like, why the hell is this dude on the train with a dog? And she's like, just leave it alone. I'm like, all right, well, you better get a seat, because one of my moms have a seat. That's why I was tight, because the middle of the train by him, it was mad seats. But I'm like, we're not going we're, next we're to the pit bull on the train without no muzzle on. So how how do you think that is okay? Thing. I just looked around. How I, so, to you, bring a pit bull? But here's on the thing, here's the, train? the thing. I looked around. I had my people on the train once. Wow. But he was in a bag. No, no, no. He was in a whole carrier, mm-hmm. and he was. <laughs> he was probably going through that like. He was mad small. <laughs> he was in the carrier, and he was really. He was a baby. That's the only reason why I felt comfortable. Yeah. When he got no bigger, full, I took cabs no with him. But the point out. Yeah. No. Now, but the things I got on, onto the train car, rather than like make a scene or like clown this dude, the energy people just looked. People in their faces look like yo like. Right now he got it, so we're not gonna bother him. Yeah, yeah. Sure enough, right. I get home and like the next day, like a, a, a day after that, is like a woman attacked on train. I'm like, click <laughs> 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 immediately, and uh, I'm like, wait, that don't look familiar. Wait, is that the full train? Oh, that was the same train, but that happened a few stops into Manhattan, like leaving Manhattan, and I boarded the train much later. Wow. So I had bought it after all that had happened, but I and said the same. He was still riding the train with and his people. The like energy I nothing. read, the energy I read was um Bernie Bernie Getz, dude in the eighties who like shot the uh black kids oh, on the train. On the train. Bernie yes. Getz was a scared pilgrim. He shot up a bunch of kids. Yes. They tried to rob him, you know, full disclosure. Like mm-hmm. he alleged they tried to rob him. So he shot like a bunch of black kids on the in the back. On the train oh in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Anybody go that night? Well, he was trying to make him on that night. But that's the energy he gave me, like a very, mm-hmm. eh, I'm gonna go that way. Mm-hmm. Good thing I trusted my my instincts that because that same dog instincts. had already attacked somebody. Yeah. And she was wearing super rubbery Jordans that had a pair of good <laughs> shoes on. I don't know if my <laughs> foot would have been as, I cannot. as safe. I'm not sure if I told you, but I cannot. <laughs> I mean, but that's the kind of person that I would want to throw out of my restaurant. Mm-hmm. People like that that come here with these. The thing is, you don't have to be the same in New York. We can all have our different political views, but if your political views infringe on my infringe rights, infringe or espouse a position that could be detrimental. On the one hand, you can't <clears throat> act tougher than that, but then feel away when you get called out on it. Weird. Um, just like Sarah Sanders. Mm. You know mm. what I mean, <laughs> her pops is a schmozo omelet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just a a full a full bozo side note though somebody told me I always talk about food yo bro I was about to say that I was like yo why is he why is he always pairing it with a food item that's an avocado map like what is it I don't get it yo but side note um she got thrown out of a restaurant because people at the restaurant the manager said that they don't respect the position that she plays 
in that administration. And she turned to Twitter for some uh, some backup. Like, oh my gosh, it says more about them than it. Yeah, it says that they're not a coward and yeah. they stand up for exactly. what's right. And they're a private entity. You represent you represent me. You use my tax dollars to represent me. They're not getting my money unless I go and patronize them. They have the right to do whatever it is they want to do, and they and they can use their corporation or their company to project their views if they want to. And you you don't respect nobody, so why do they have to respect you? You mm-hmm. want to lie to the American public every like how how blatant lie. like blatant lie like yeah. how do you how do you get you them to see, do that every day? Like, comedy watching Kellyanne Conway interview on CNN. Kelly and when she said that no she said no <coughs> who, who said there was a crisis actors at the border and Coulter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, like, uh, Jake, Jake, was it Jake Tapper or was it Chris Cuomo? One of the two was like, it was Chris Cuomo. It's my geyser. Um, he was like, Kellyanne, the president said one thing on Monday and changed on Tuesday. No, Chris, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> Hold on one second. Just watch this clip. And on Monday, Trump's like, I hate Soka. And on Tuesday, he's like, I love Soka. He's like, so, what do you say about that? Well, I don't know why you have a problem with the president changing his ties. <laughs> he's like, wait, what? She's like, by the way, Trump last week ate two sandwiches. <laughs> and he's like, well, so that's how they try to do you, though. It's ridiculous. And then, it really works. It, it works. really works. It really works because contrary to pop, cop, like popular belief, we're not good multitaskers. No. Literally, mm-hmm. your energy is finite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to keep, again, back to the... Back you know, to the energy. The deep, energy is like, real. You can't do three or four things at the same time. And also, if you don't trust the person, and it's somewhat easier to be deceived because you have to spend more time processing the information. Yeah. So that's why they will throw things at you that don't make sense because they want to try to... Look at that. And you don't trust them, you're already on guard, so they'll try to lead you in a rabbit hole. Exactly. I see it all the time on CNN and Fox News. I start watching Fox News, though, because they basically... You got old, like, Dan Rather type guys saying, Fox News is making America dumb. It's feeding yeah. lies. It's creating a divisive culture. And it's so true. Any day you go on IG or Twitter, somebody black arrested or killed. I don't even remember all the names of the young men of color yeah, that were no. killed in the last yeah. week by um by Someone. cops. Mm-hmm. Cops alone yeah. and then themselves as well. But um yeah she has no real right to complain. I don't feel bad for her. And I think that um this is even stronger this is even more of an indication that we need to get out there, yeah. hit them polls, keep winning these elections mm-hmm. because once this framework feels like, or this power structure feels like they can't be stopped, they're yeah. going to keep mashing they the gas pedal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, say, you got to say a prayer for Ruth Bader Ginsburg because... She got to hold on, man. She got to hold RBG, on, girl. RBG, hold RBG, on, girl. RBG, give us three. Just three uh, more girl. Three more Just months. hold on. Word. And I mean... Um, I was actually on IG talking to Kim Montgomery about mm-hmm. the same thing. Like, I was just asking him. Mm-hmm. It's like, because he, he posted something like, if you believe that the world is bad, like, you're off because everything that's happening right now is to maintain the power structure that already existed. And part of that is some, some Supreme Court judges argue that the Constitution as written should stand and others argue that you had to kind of Interpret it, interpret it from like a modern perspective. Mm-hmm. So in the 1800s, they may have said, right to bear arms, because back then at any given moment, the British could come smoke your cleats. In 2018, okay, even if they meant everyone should have a gun, 
how should we interpret that now to reflect modern society? And the and could come smoke your cleats if you're black. So, <laughs> but here's the thing. But it would be real so different if people in the hood was allowed to have uh, guns to protect themselves. Those conservative judges. We also live in a time where you have to take in social media into into like into the equation because like you can easily skewer your view to like only progressive left wing yep. ideologies, right? And then you could also do something, do the same for the right side, right? So it is a, there's more of an ability to polarize people more than she's shooting like Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah, more than actually bring them Man, together for she went to practice. She didn't go to practice. <laughs> practice, but more than bring them together I was for with, with Jo. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yo, yo, it's a. Are we recording tonight? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. I thought we had a time out. No. Oh, no. Oh, my oh, fault. No. I thought we was up. <laughs> but, like, there's, there's less of an incentive. It's easier to get together with your people and talk about why your side is right than to try and work something out to oh, come to a better... Me. What are you talking about? That's how I think. <laughs> I mean, we all feel like that sometimes because it's just like, y'all are dumb. Why are you Why are you doing that? That's Word. not the way. But we they clearly have these thoughts and we're never going to get anywhere unless we try to meet in the middle. I am not saying that I messed with 45 in no way, shape, or form. He's got to go. But in the meantime... Jazzy, she's tremendous. That girl, she's intelligent. She's gotta go. Like, intelligent. There has to be some, like, plan. What is the plan? I'm just saying this to people like, why Why isn't he impeached yet? They better be Word. like, they must be back there working on the strategy of a lifetime. Because why has this it... better be the best strategy? This better be the best strategy because why has it not happened yet? Bruh. It's because it's not happening at all. This is oh, all smoke man. and mirrors. Exactly. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Y'all think y'all been talking about impeachment since January. <laughs> it's true. A whole six months. We a whole six months. Every day he does something wild. Oh and this is six months after his first year, girl. Every I'm day. like, this is ridiculous, guys. Like, the, like hurry right. up. Maxine Waters can't be the only man. <laughs> Come on. What did you say we're the worst? Three presidents of the 1900s. Oh, you got that by yourself. I, I really don't have a perspective on this. But okay. let's hear what you think, Khalil. You sure? Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> you sure? Who's right. number one? Who's number... Who's third? Who's third? Num num number three, I will give to... Nixon. Okay. okay. Well, That's I, a big... So I wonder who won in two We're not ways. down with the Nixon propaganda. Right. We're not down with the drug, with the... Oh, no, that's Reagan drug. Watergate. Nixon, Watergate. Nixon criminalized marijuana. <laughs> and along with the... <laughs> along with the Mex Mexicans and blacks. I was like, you know what? Forget it. Throw out the words away. Throw out the words to explain how I feel about that statement. <laughs> <laughs> he also criminalized it with blacks mm. and the Black Panthers with it Yes. Such mm -hmm. that Fact, um, yeah. places like the city of LA were able to bring in Klansmen to be their police force. That all happened under Nixon. Mm -hmm. Stagflation, where we had high inflation and underemployment and high prices. The oil and gas embargo with OPEC that took us from 32 cents of gallon of gasoline in 1973 <laughs> to two years later pushing $2. Yeah. You can't come for Khalil of the American history. You cannot, man. You cannot. See him? You cannot. I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. You cannot, um, man. Damn. Number two, I'm going to say Reagan. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, war on drugs. Not, not uh, down with the Reaganomics. Yeah. Reaganomics destroyed. I mean, Nelson Mandela's ugh. continued imprisonment, continuing of the Cold War. Yeah. Um, the Cold War basically was a fight to keep communism that also uh, led us to train folks like Osama bin Laden to stop Afghanistan from yeah. becoming a Soviet. Pretty much like a Soviet influenced country. We trained this man, and a few years later, he came back. Because he felt the way about us trying to steal his diamonds and stuff out of the caves in Afghanistan. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> Don't come get me sorry or next time. Uh, but number one, worst president in the 1900s, in my mind, and this may be somewhat of an unpopular opinion, but I'm going to go with George Bush. Mm. Junior. Really? The, the worst? The worst one. Not worse than 45? It was eight years of George Bush. That's a fact. It's only been two years. So we... And maybe that's a... That's an incomplete for him because we just haven't seen the worst of it yet. Yeah. I mean, him... 45... Let's hold on to that for one second. But Bush... Think about the fact that um, under Bush, we had things like 9-11. Yeah. We had things like Rudy Giuliani almost becoming like a a nationwide political figure. Yeah. We had that 5-4 Supreme Court ruling that gave the election to Bush. Yeah. We had Katrina happen. We had the aftermath of Katrina happen. We had the birth of old Kanye. Um, (laughs) Yo, good night. We had the Bush twins drunk all over D.C. every other night and back home in college. We had two wars. We lost thousands of troops. We lost thousands of jobs. And we also were cheated of a legitimate president. So that by itself, mm-hmm. like, he didn't win the election. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that by itself should be enough. Everybody else on the list at least won the election, you know, fair and square-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Nixon, I don't know if you guys listen to Malcolm Gladwell's podcast, Revolutionist History. Revisionist History. He just did an episode where he talks about Sammy Davis Jr.'s relationship with President Nixon during his presidency and the height of Sammy Davis Jr.'s career, where he had moved to Hollywood Hills. Yeah. Only dated white women. He became a Jew. And he basically was characterized as turning his back on his people. Yeah. And he had built this relationship with Nixon during a time when he was doing all of these things. And you had, like, uh, Jesse Jackson with Operation Push and all these people. Like, basically, he embarrassed himself where he gave him a hug at some, like, big thing. And they were dragging him like people dragged Kanye. Yeah. After the TMZ episode. But it was just so interesting to hear this perspective. And really what they highlighted was the um, phenomenon of being a token. Yeah. And how in order to survive as a token, you have to kind of identify with the the majority. Yeah. And at that time, that and sometimes that means, you know, looking badly or speaking badly about your people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that was in a time when he was probably up there alone. There was no one before him. There were no other big black acts around yeah. him. Where he felt like he had to kind of like a community, like he felt like he had to assimilate and to try and make them believe that he was one of them. I 
literally could not believe how much this podcast sounded like Kanye West. I was just like, like, I'm like, telling what? you, like, what? Like, Listen, this- I was at a barbecue and people were like all hot and bothered, ready to talk about like how Kanye. Well, now you know what I take that back. Everybody wasn't hot and bothered, like literally. But every you could tell the majority had a certain opinion of what mm-hmm. Kanye said. And I had had the privilege of seeing another excerpt of the TMZ, the elongated the whole version. <laughs> and I was like, bro, if you look at the video past what is on regular media, uh-huh. he makes 100% facts. Like, it's uh-huh. truth. Like, I agree with it. And they're like, for real? And I'm like, you know what? This is what Trump is talking This is what gives Trump validity mm-hmm. when he says things the like media, fake news. Media, because uh-huh. the truth is they could have played the entire right, thing, thing and mm-hmm. let people come to their own conclusions. But instead, they rather engineer what your thought process Early is going to be, you know, by giving you just the salacious parts of mm-hmm. the conversation. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's whack because then I'm putting a conflict because I'm... Listen, the Carters, their album... Oh, let's talk about Bow it. Bow to fall Woo! in love. <laughs> no. Listen. I, during commencement, I graduated, guys. Yes. Yes. I graduated with my MBA like two weeks ago. She got one of my buzz. <laughs> and in the, middle, <laughs> in the middle of commencement, I got an alert from Tidal that this album dropped. And I was like, Lord, what did I do <laughs> to deserve, <laughs> to yeah. deserve this? Book. Yo, so I'm listening to the album, and sometimes the what happened with that whole Kanye uh, interview, if you will, um, puts me in a conflict because then I look at the Carters who dropped this fire-ass album. It's good, front to back, good. And, you know, they talk about not really banging with him, and I'm just like, damn, because... When they came for Kim's Corner? Yes! When they came for Kim Corner, I was like, thank you, you ho. Thank yes. you. I can't lie. I am 100% a fan of that. But it's just like, when I think of the bigger picture, like Kanye, that's, that elongated interview, his points are going to be so lost in the sauce because we have villainized him so mm-hmm, much. Mm-hmm. And now that Jay-Z and Beyonce have dropped an album where they also don't necessarily say that they're a fan of him, oh my gosh, it's about to vilify him all the way to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, to the nines. And so I just feel like, damn, that, that elongated version is going to get lost. And we need that. Because he was speaking bare facts. There needs to be a conversation, but at the same time, it has to be, I mean, I didn't hear it. So yeah. I don't know if it was riddled with facts, but it was so. Cool. I've heard other. Be, com- I gotta- I've heard <laughs> other conversations that he's had, and I'm like, wait, you don't know a lot of what's going on, yeah. like day to day affairs. So it's like hard for you to weigh in if you're not aware. You don't even have to be a part of it. You at least have to be aware that these things are happening. And like, if you don't have that level of consciousness, how can you then in turn help? True. Like, I think a lot of what we. We talk about it's kind of interwoven in because I've definitely said mad times, stop putting people on pedestals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's never been a time in history, and this is something else that comes up a lot too, but history kind of repeats itself, right? But I don't think there's been a time in history that I can remember even reading about where the layperson has so much access to people that they perceive to be celebrities. Word, mm-hmm. never. Even in their personal lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think... Um, it creates even more of that keeping up with the Joneses type of mentality. Like, it's just so weird how you can go on the gram and see somebody post something like, 
oh, look, my new car. And you either happy for that person, you pooping on that person, you're like, that's an ugly car, like, Aww. or that's a fly car, or he ain't pay for that, or she ain't, like, you're making all of these you're value judgments. Yeah. When I feel like back in the day, you didn't have that level of intrusion. Not that level of access. Or that level of access. You just didn't know. I said to say that, you know, a lot of things that comes out about a lot of our celebrities and heroes and even the events, it's just crazy that um, books written in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, still relevant. Like the autobiography of Malcolm X talks about neighborhoods like Harlem in the 40s and 50s that sound like they, like, it's not like he's describing modern day Harlem. Same thing with the like miseducation of the Negro. I, that was the next book. That was, that was like, the next thing. See, I was reading that like yo, yo. All these books, and it keeps repeating because you know I think in the sixties when we had the Black Panthers and the Civil Rights Movement, um, and then we had the death of like major leaders. Sometimes I think back to what the world would have been like had. Either Kennedy survived, right. Mega Evers, Malcolm, or Martin. If one of the three would have survived, mm-hmm. like how much different the world would have been, and it's kind of like um, we would have seen the collapse of religion. We would have seen the formation of a brand new political party. Mm-hmm. A lot, you know, like, we've seen a lot. A lot would have been different, and that that ties into what we're saying right now. Is like um, a lot of these things are kind of being fed to us as a control mechanism mm-hmm. whereas back in the day things were a bit holier not holier but but a bit more moral in terms of like in the 50s people like uh, Lucy and Ricky Ricardo that were married slept in separate beds mm-hmm. nowadays you turn on the TV you lie able to be watching a kids show yeah and a little kid moves next door and she's a vampire and her family of vampires and, yeah. and they feed that to toddlers yeah Gotta gotta control the narrative or what what you uh put into your brain, body, gotta. your intake. Mm-hmm. And your intake is emotional. It's it, you know, it's what you perceive through your your relationships. Mm-hmm. It is television. It's all of that. It's all of that. And like you definitely have to make sure that you, you know, like that you keep, that you're aware of what you're taking in. And that's what makes social media and things like that really, really dangerous. Especially if you're taking in all of these images of, like, immigration, (laughs) families being separated forcefully, and then, you know, there's all these images, again, of of people's bodies and this obsession with, with... FYI, for the record, listen, don't post, film, or show or click on any images that may lead you to see a dead body. Yeah. Because the people that have really seen those kind of things know that that kind of energy stays with you. You see somebody die or a violent act happen, you don't just wake up and you forgot it. Nah, that stays with you. Yeah. Um, But the fact that all these families are being separated, it's it's a lot of protests. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a very important, it's a heightened issue. But for me, being like a, history nerd, I'm like, this reminds me of Japanese internment. This reminds me of the welfare system, foster mm-hmm. system. Um, hmm, the foster system. Bruh. The mass incarceration system. This reminds me of... I said Japanese internment. <laughs> this reminds the me Holocaust. of... The Holocaust. Like, this reminds me of several times in history where a nation has 
done something like ethnic cleansing. Like, this stuff happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And we can I, cleanse everybody but the whites. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. So we didn't even try to get rid of women, <laughs> like the there was Salem with tribes. Like I understand the like, protest, but I also need people to understand that the history of the country and the history of our relationship with like Mexico is a very <laughs> blurred one. If you watch shows like Adam Ruins Everything, you know you know that the irony of what's happening in terms of the election, uh, 45's biggest base is the most hurt by his policies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The taxes, the border bans. Most of the people Why that... Why don't they realize that, though? Because they they're being told an idea that they are better than and they deserve just by being. Right. And they're entitled And Fox News to validates it. that. Mm-hmm. Right? See. So those border states, most of the people that cross the border to work mm-hmm. go from the U.S. to Mexico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> most of the good jobs in that part of the town, that close to the border, are in Mexico. So the narrative that you need tighter borders cause people on the border their job and then they blame people who had nothing to do with it. Right. That's trash, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a yeah. really twist like sick and twisted <laughs> yeah. irony right there. But Lord. you know, again that just goes back to uh voting and making I'm sure, sure you that got the you, right people in office, like Cause that's disgusting. Shout out to the grassroots organizations that are coming out, doing anything. They thug busily. You, what were, where would we be without grassroots orgs, though? I mean, no, seriously, think about it. Because like they keep like they they bridge the gaps, like they fill the holes. <laughs> fill the holes. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Nah, I'm laughing because I just came back off a month of traveling. I went from. Uh, New York City to Delaware to New York you. City okay. All right. to okay. D.C. to New okay. York City to Phoenix. Okay. And I thought here in New York City justification was like wild because like a block would have like two, three new families a year. Mm-hmm. But then I went to like downtown Wilmington, Delaware and I went to <laughs> downtown D.C. and I saw how entire neighborhoods are being like flipped overnight. Yeah. And I was like, this nationwide urbanization, this nationwide change of neighborhoods, this nationwide push where all the brown folks move back down south because it's cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> and people spend $3,000 a month for a studio with two roommates. Mm-hmm. Again, I thought it was bad here, but a lot of these other cities, it's way worse. Random cities, too. Like, yeah. I mean, not New Orleans is not Cincinnati, random. Cincinnati. But it's not the city that yeah. you would think people would be rushing to. to yeah. Cincinnati. Albany, Phoenix is getting a crazy facelift. Um, D.C., like, they just took a whole neighborhood and said, I'm going to throw the whole neighborhood away. (laughs) (laughs) Throw the whole neighborhood. It's sad. Yo, I don't want black people to run nowhere and set up shop anywhere else so that they can sustain these struggling-ass communities long enough that these other people decide that they're going to kick them out then and then take all their good work. My thing is, if you're going to go anywhere, make sure that in your in your contracts you're mm-hmm. putting that you have the first right to buy Fine, if you're right. a vent, if you're a renter. Like, you know what I mean? Just make sure that you are setting yourself up for continued wealth because people, I'm tired of the narrative that black, that co- people of color, whatever color, are sustaining whole neighborhoods, whole cities, and then as soon as it becomes popular, these people are forced to go relocate somewhere else. 
you know, which only perpetuates the cycle. It's trapped. Yeah, and I think the only way they're allowed to stay is if they win a lottery yeah. to rent from someone. They're not... There's no lottery for housing. Mm-mm. There's no lottery for mortgages. Mm-mm. You don't ever hear about those lotteries. You nope. hear about lotteries to to rent. To rent. And eventually those those subsidies and those um regulations will run out yep. after after a certain time. Yep. But then there's also constructs like social like socially engineered warfare. Again, that's back to the social media stuff things mm-hmm. you consume, right? You got redlining where we wanna draw a line in the city and yeah. across this line, we're not giving any mortgages or we're not letting people from certain neighborhoods move to other neighborhoods, right? And then you got uh, predatory lending where you can walk into a bank qualified for a low interest mortgage that you can pay and it will push you towards a higher interest, yep. more volatile loan just because they can. Yep. Just because they assume that you're under informed. Yep. Or they offer you, um, you know, these first time homeowner credits where yep. you can put down less money Whereas if you save another year or two, you'd have mm-hmm. a larger deposit and better rate. Mm-hmm. You put that on the lower one on your first home. And by the time you're on your feet, you get a balloon payment that kind of yeah. puts you into foreclosure. Um, but none of this stuff, I guess for me, sometimes I get cynical because none of this stuff is new. Yeah. Um, and the more you read about history, the more it kind of makes you feel like, well, especially if you read books that kind of come like feel like they, they happen now, like Spook Who Hit Behind the Door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or... Miseducation of the Negro mm-hmm. or um, Booker T and Dubois, like their works and like how those two things kind of mingle. Mm-hmm. But then the autobiography of Malcolm X, like that joint was 50 years ago and it still feels true. Yeah, Same mm-hmm. thing with, with Carter G. Woodson. And it's not even so much that they're saying things a little bit differently, but they're saying exactly what's happening. happening. It's right. like, it's just it's just different packaging. It's different uh, optics, but it's the same. But even how you, even and... how you said things like, um, you know, certain Negroes that were big on integration would get their little money and run downtown to the restaurants to eat and they come back bragging about it. Yeah. The first thing I thought about was people who get a couple dollars get a chain. and they go to like a restaurant in Manhattan and post pictures of their plates. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Or, what or they mean. post all of their their ribeyes and mm-hmm. fillet mignons and the garlic mash. Right. And then they post like all the asparaguses. <laughs> Shout out to garlic mash and asparagus. Though. And then That's they post amazing. a bill. But then they don't yes. post. That's too much. They, they don't, don't post the tip. <laughs> they don't post the tip. Or they don't post. Ma, throw the key down. Yeah. <laughs> when they get back home, their reality. Ma, throw the key down. Pause. I love these Instagram posts when they like mock people, and, and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't want to name names, but you know who I'm talking about. I do. Ty Quill popped 16 bottles in the club. <laughs> and well. He had several, he added 500 followers on the gram and bagged 10 chicks. But then night he slept on the porch because he came home late. <laughs> Grandma Janice got, got work in the morning and then a fish fry. And a fish fry at night. He pays no rent and it doesn't help out. But that's your king. <laughs> Son. So true though. It's so true. Like I like I see this. I it's sad that we still see a trend of people living for each other. And I yeah. feel like social media just makes it that more, I don't want to say necessary, but it, it, maybe, heightens it, it heightens it. And so people are like hyper conscious of like how they look on a very superficial yeah. level. And like, when is that gonna stop? Because what if there's people behind somewhere that just like pressing a button, like what if this is the Truman show and it's just yep. like, okay now. Go. go. Yep. 
like even like I don't know if you guys saw this, but like like IG changed it to videos yes. instead of like stories. And there was a study that said like people spend so much more time looking at IG stories over like television. They look at images and videos on yeah. their phone more than television. And I do that too. Like I come home and I'm like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. Like who my favorite my favorite Instagram follows? Yeah. Like, and they did something like what yeah. they did today. Yeah. More than I would turn on like a television show or the news. To like, to, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, all it's an escape from reality, but you're escaping to someone's quote unquote reality. Mm, that's true. Not necessarily. And who, but then you reality. wonder who did the studies? Who paid for the studies? That's true. Because I'm saying it these be propaganda. It could, the fake studies, <laughs> studies belong to Instagram. They pay for. Yeah. Well, the last thing I'll say on this point is that in the '60s there was a Supreme Court case where they were arguing over the interpretation of the Fourth Amendment with respect to the government. Yeah. Seizures and search warrants um, for my criminal procedure heads out there and lawyers or criminals, you know exactly what that is. <laughs> they Special shout out right? to the, right? the criminals, no. <laughs> it's the right to be free of unreasonable searches or like, pretty much it says unreasonable searches and seizures, but that's been extended to, like, your home, your body, your, bunch car. Of, your car, a bunch of places. Because back then, it was a lot about, like, surveillance, and part of the underlying um, concern was over drones. Mm. We just got them, but the, that technology's been around for a long time, okay. right? Okay, yeah. So, the intrusiveness to certain types of technology. And the court was grappling with that back then, and this is the counterculture 60s, where everything's being questioned because we just came back from... From the war. Yeah. Three wars, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. World War Two, Korea, and we were in a, air quotes, Cold War, but a lot of African countries are also being uh, liberated. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of concern about black folk coming up. We were, we had, we had mega... A lot of the 60s is when a lot yeah. of Caribbean nations became independent. Yeah, African too. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a, it was a global thing, right? But then you also... You got like Jamaica, Trinidad. Mm-hmm. A lot of that wasn't even by choice, but after World War II, a lot of these places, Britain, was washed. <laughs> yeah. So they couldn't really hold on to these places anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but then here, again, we had Martin, Malcolm, and Mega. So, nationwide and globally, there was concern of, you know, the world changing for the worse in some people's eyes. So um, that's what kind of put court cases about surveillance like really on the forefront because people mm-hmm. was being surveilled. Mm-hmm. But now, if you fast forward, we you openly, we openly, willingly. we get Siri, Siri, whatever her name is, Alexa, you get Bixby, you get all these things. You sign up for all these apps to give away your data, to give away your personal life, to let yourself be intruded upon, which is really like a U.S. concept because in the U.K., they care more about their privacy, which is why they had chip cards first. Mm -hmm, We care more about security. Like, we want to do bad things and know that we're the only ones, the only ones that know we did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, the first time my cousins in London, they don't be on Facebook like that. They like, oh, that's the ops. Babylon thing, like... Yeah. They use it, but just not at the... It's not at the same level. It's not like, oh yeah. my gosh, where's the Wi-Fi? Like, if you go to Europe, like, you like you gotta search for People it a lot of the time. Yeah. People are chilling. Like, Consumerism is mm-hmm. off the chain over here, though. Like, we want more and more and more of everything. Over here, I got people that'll call me, 
I saw your sister on the Facebook <laughs> with one of them them champagne glasses. I can't. I cannot. I, and I go look at the picture. Oh, she's at an event. <laughs> she's a blogger. She had a photo op with, with that designer. Nah, she, she a drunk now? No, she's grown. <laughs> she grown. Damn near 30. I well, I spoke to three of the aunts. And as a family, we think she's drinking. You need to call her. No. What? No. She's living life. And I'll call her. How's it going? Oh, the event went good. I got two new sponsors. I had like a Bellini and I went home. This is why you can't put your personal business. <laughs> they call the Facebook picture of the Bellini and because your aunties will come for you on the. They sure will, baby. I got trouble. Like so somebody was like, he, he ain't been on the Facebook in so long. Everything okay? <laughs> Everything's great. I just don't have time to update you on what I'm you doing. You got time to just live the life that you really live in instead of posting and, all that. And the worst is, I'm so mad at some of my friends that I record with because you would think that they would get here and be prepared. Like, people will post things like that on Facebook. Yeah. And then... Don't understand why they got don't static. Don't know why the crew <laughs> was like, yo, you telling me. Oh, nah, I would say how I felt, but it wasn't talking about you. Yeah. Like You have to mute those people sometimes because yeah. it's just too much. Yeah. But, you know, I'll end on the fact that um, I don't have much optimism this episode except for the fact that we get a bunch of new music this week <laughs> from so uh, excited. Drake. Lord. The Real Scorpion. Lord. He about to pull up with, you know, a bunch of songs. So by this time next week, I'll be We will be laughing in at summer the mode. Scorpion mode. Laughing at, laughing at Pusha T fans. And <laughs> no, I'm a Pusha T fan. Waving, waving my Drake flag. I don't know. I, I, somebody asked me to go to a Pusha T concert. I was like, I'm going to go. But just know, it is Team Drake all day. And also, yeah. just know, ain't no malice in his heart. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, baby. Stupid. But, um... That's what I'll end on. You know, this episode to me, I was trying to be positive, but the more I thought about how bad the world is, but also how none of this is like new to me. Yeah. I, was, I almost feel like, because I read enough about things in history, I know that this is just like a repeat of something that's already happened. Hopefully it's better. In the meantime, drink your Prosecco. What? Subscribe. Turn it up. Website will be here before you know it. Be positive about what you manifest into the world. Word. Please. July 4th ish, new website coming July 4th ish. Ish. Lit. It'll be worth your wild. We promise. <laughs> no matter where we fears, we must fear the moment of truth, baby.